Welcome back to another episode of WTF Words Food presented by the Hala Guys. It's on. Welcome to season two. This would be episode number 13. My name is Nick. Thank you again for listening and joining. Got a great show uh, for you ahead, and we'll get to that in just one second. But of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Foodie. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Of course, the website, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D, little dash. And the letter E.com. And you can listen to full episodes of WTF Words of Food presented by the Hala Guys on the website as well. If that's not your thing, you want to listen on your favorite podcast app, WTF Words of Food is available there as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can find WTF Words of Food on your favorite podcast app. A lot of big food events happening in Miami, and I'm going to give you the best coverage possible the south beach wine and food festival is coming back at the end of february gonna have some big time chefs on the show and we'll get to that and we'll announce it as we get closer but that's happening at the end of the month so look out for that if you are coming to town welcome to miami you're gonna have a great time such a great event starts on thursday four full days of so many events you want to check it out uh the south beach wine and food festival it's not all sold out there are some great events still available so make sure you check that out at sobe wff Com. Now let's run down episode number 13 of WTF Words Food. Mike from Sweet Melody Crafted Ice Cream is joining me on the show. If you have not tried Sweet Melody Ice Cream yet, you're missing out. Let me tell you, he came by. We had a great interview. We had some ice cream, and I can tell you, blew my mind so, so good. You got to check it out. Um, we talk, you know, ice cream. He has an amazing story of how Sweet Melody came about. Um, it's beautiful and might even make you cry you got to check it out this guy is from the struggle to where he is now and he's doing big things so we love mike from sweet muddy um and of course we talked to him about his first brick and mortar location opening up soon and so much more and of course i can't forget the famous the infamous food news and of course the food porn of the week so let's kick off the show let's kick off episode number 13 of season two of WTF Words Food with my conversation with Mike from Sweet Melody Crafted Ice Cream. Mike from Sweet Melody Ice Cream, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So uh, we're going to talk about your story. You have an amazing story. You know, you're kind of like, um, are you like a one-man show in a sense? Uh, right now, yes. Uh, some some people have said I'm the Willy Wonka of the ice cream world. Uh, <laughs> I do a little bit of everything. You, so. He does, and it's like he has no PR. Like it's not. No one hit me up. We just we found mutual friends, and we just kind of connected. So he is like the one man show. So I want to get to know you a little bit, and then we'll talk about the ice cream. That's cool. Absolutely. So originally from Miami. Uh, well, born in Cuba. Okay. But yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, I left when I was not just two and a half years old. So, oh, so you don't even like basically remember it. No, no. We at the time it was easier to go. To, uh, not to come straight here. So we went to France where my mom's sister lives and we lived there for like three and a half years and then came here. So I came, I've been here since 84. So you could say I'm, you know, <laughs> all I know is Miami. Really. Exactly. You've never like lived anywhere else, never had a desire to. I, uh, well, weather wise, see, you get a lot of that. Uh, I had desire to live elsewhere probably six years ago. Now you ask me, I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm, you know, it's a comfortable city. Yeah. It's a comfortable life. Uh, despite the fact that rents are going up and everything, 
the there's no state tax. It's, it's a lot of people don't realize how comfortable it is until they leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only issue is the weather. See, most people say I live where you vacation. I could I could do without the heat all year long. Yeah, I mean, we have a little nice right now. It's right fantastic. now, fantastic. Last night like I was in more. heaven. <laughs> even even today in the morning was just great. People are bundled up like yeah they're skiing, freaking out the Uggs on. they're completely freaking out and i'm just like <laughs> as happy as can be and i'm not saying i want to live in antarctica either but you know it's it's nice to have seasons so that's the one my one gripe but overall it's it's great now growing up kind of like you know what you did you envision yourself making ice cream no no clue or be, I, being in the culinary scene at all uh the culinary scene well that's interesting because in the I want to say mid 2000s, early to mid 2000s, there was a whole explosion with Food Network. That's when it became really popular. Yeah. Um, and they had several prominent chef slash hosts that sort of brought it to the forefront. And I sort of got into it as a hobby, as a lot of people did at the time. You know, everybody was a chef because of Food Network, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you see these shows and you're like, I want to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. And a lot play. of them are very accessible. And, and, um, and that's cool. You know, people like to knock it, but it also, it, it made a lot of people ditch TV dinners and quick foods and start cooking for themselves at home. So I think there's there's reasons why you can not like it, but that, that's a really positive uh, out, you know, outcome that came out of it. In the beginning, you know, it was yeah. much better back in the day than it is It today. was, it was definitely. Once, and it's happened to every network, you know, once the reality shows and the not, worst, worst bakers and all that came <laughs> in. It, it, but yeah, so... Um, my girlfriend at the time was in culinary school, and she was really good, um, especially making cookies. So she was the cakes. culinary genius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely. the assistant. I absolutely, yeah, <laughs> at best, you know. I was, but I was always creative, and so we'd sit there. I still have on pieces of paper, we play a lot of Scrabble, so I'd have, I still have on pieces of paper our Scrabble score on one side and a catering menu on the other side of what we were going to do. This is like 2008, and um, I don't know what the catalyst was. One random night, I just said, hey, why don't we do Cuban ice cream? Because her mom's Cuban, my whole family's Cuban. You know, Kind of like what Azuka does now, but this is before. before uh-huh. I, was, I was more inspired by what I would see at Sedano's with the guava and the coconut and the mango, and I wanted to do that. Take it to the next level, you know, cafe con leche, bonatillo, mm-hmm. all that stuff. All the stuff. Cuban favorites. Yeah, all the Cuban favorites, exactly. So we started mapping out a plan, and we were gonna. We, we had no idea how any of this worked, you know. <laughs> now I do. Yeah. Now. If I had known then, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be so easy. You know, we just show up to Sedanos with our product, and they'll put us on the shelf, <laughs> not knowing that there's miles of red tape and all yeah. kinds of things you Whole have to process go through. involved. Yeah. So. We were, you know, it was like that. We'll, we'll go to Sedano's, they'll put us on the shelf, and we're going to be rich. And this was this was ice cream, right? Ice cream, yeah. So we really, uh, there was a little machine from Amazon, which was a little rock salt and ice machine. I have one of those now. This was way more primitive than even that one. Uh-huh. Um, I don't make my ice cream on that. I just have one at <laughs> home. Um, just because. Yeah, yeah. They're actually really cool, and they make great ice cream. They're just not feasible for commercial like, operations. Okay, got it. But um, we played around with that. It wasn't very good, but it was, you know, and it wasn't, we weren't very serious about it. We were just kind of. It was a hobby. At the it was a hobby. 
And, you know, I was 29, 30, which you would think you'd have your act together, but I still didn't have it together. Nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely. I'm a late bloomer. Definitely. 100%. (laughs) And uh, so we just kind of messed around. And, you know, everybody knows what happened after that. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've talked about it at length. So not to go too much into it, but for whoever doesn't know, she, she got sick. We went on a cruise in June of 2009. She got sick and she passed away uh in july at the end of july and uh so there went that you know we it wasn't it actually never even crossed my mind that you would even continue in a sense yeah yeah absolutely and absolutely. at the at the time it wasn't sweet melody right no no so it was bow and joe's which is uh their scrabble words scrabble has a two-letter word dictionary uh-huh. we played scrabble almost every night uh-huh. and uh Bo and Joe are two letter words that mean sweetheart. So it was going to be Bo and Joe's ice cream, which is why the first flavor I made for Sweet Melody or the first flavor I attempted to make that didn't come out so great was guava cream cheese because that was the first flavor her and I did. And that's why it's called to this day Bo and Joe's guava cream cheese. That'll never change. Um, So a lot of people are a little confused by that. But once they know why, they they understand. Yeah. did you think at the time you would ever, ever go back to doing ice cream? Not even what was zero point one percent. What'd you kind of get into? Like, in fa- as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it it you know when you have a traumatic experience like yeah. that, you you block a lot of things out. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say that, and I couldn't believe that that was actually true. But as the years have gone by, it's funny that I remember more now about our time together than I did the year the year after she died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of that kind of thing was sort of on the back burner. And um, I was working at a bar. Bartender. I was a general manager at okay. Bougainvilliers in South okay. Miami. Yeah. So I worked my way up there. Um, when I had my daughter, it was getting harder and harder to work at the bar and be a dad it's easy at first because the first year it's mostly mommy breastfeeding and you know they're so little they don't really do much but when she started becoming a little walking walking, running crazy talking person as you are going through right now (laughs) it was really difficult so i would work saturday night shift at the bar uh, get home at seven a.m. And you weren't doing ice cream at this time? No, no, I wasn't cooking. I mean, I, I was cooking a lot at home. Yeah, but not uh, like... No, no, I'd work Saturday night shift, get home at 7 a.m., and my daughter would be waking up, and then her mom is a 911 dispatcher. She'd be going to work. So I'd have to not even go to sleep after working all night, 12-hour wow. shift at the bar. I'd have to stay up with a one-year-old, and that was, you know... That's that's tough. Nap time was heavy. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it was rough. Uh, it got rough, and I started not wanting to be in that life anymore. And um, as luck would have it, I lost my job. I was fired from uh, a job that I took. I spent so many years building up to my position. And um, I made a stupid mistake and got fired. And almost instantly, not exactly instantly, the first couple of weeks were rough. But almost right after that, I realized that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because as most people do, and as I'm sure you know people that are like this, they get complacent, mm-hmm. you know, when the money's good and you have a little bit of security. You, yeah, I wasn't, you know, at first it was great. You're in your early 30s. You're working at a bar. You didn't have any kids. You're like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. Um, when you have kids and you get a little older and more tired and your body's more tired, 
it's it's exhausting. It's a job within a job. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things I talked about in my last podcast, and I I love to talk about it, even though people would say, no, don't talk about that. It's like it's humanizing, you know, failure. That's the things that get us to where we're where we're at yeah. right now. And so I openly, freely say, hey, I got fired from that job, and it happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does, it does. And um, it sometimes it takes you getting fired to realize. It was the biggest blessing in disguise because I probably would have still, still been there, mm-hmm. um, unhappy. And, you know, years later I read books on certain my favorite ice cream companies. I read their stories and all that. And there's another company in New York, which I follow a lot, and their founder was a sci-fi writer and he hated it. And he told his wife, I want to make ice cream. And expecting her to say, don't do that. You have a secure whatever. And she said, I I think the best thing for your kids is for them to see a happy dad. So I I live by that motto. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, And, and at first it really was, you're just seeing a happy dad because dad has no money (laughs) (laughs) and you have to go through that at first. So so then you, you you, you found it and you're just like, I got to start making ice cream. So after, so after I got, um, um, released from my job, I, I started, I took a couple weeks off and then I started panicking about money. I had just bought a house like six months earlier. And uh, I have a really good friend that I've known for like 25 years. We went to school together. He has a a catering company, a really successful catering company. Uh, Miami Grill Catering. Shout out, Tony. (laughs) And um, he gave me a job. He gave me a job there managing for him and working Uh, events and in the kitchen. Oh, in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, I I would cook when they needed me to cook. But as soon as I got back in there, I got the buzz hardcore. And I was just like, this is where I need to be. I was so happy. I was making, you know, a fifth of what I was making six months earlier. And I was ecstatic to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what happened. And then after a couple months, I was like, you know what? Not a couple, maybe four or five months. I said, I, I got to get back into this. And then I started messing around with, I read an interview on... On the internet with Jenny Britton Bauer who, from Jenny's Ice Cream yeah, yeah. In, in Ohio. And that interview blew my mind. This woman talks about ice cream in such a seductive fashion. <laughs> she makes ice cream seem like the most interesting and unbelievable thing, which it is very interesting. But they are. Like, you know, an average person looks at ice cream and, oh, it's this. But it's it's way more complex than just... Like, Absolutely. And and, and it, was, it was a good balance between science and romanticizing the product. <laughs> that interview... Since then, I've read every interview she's done, uh, but literally, that was a the moment. That must have been at the end of 2015 or probably the beginning of 2016, because this company is actually what day is today? The 29th. 29th. Yeah. So on February 3rd, it'll be three year anniversary. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. To you. That's so, amazing. So it was probably January of 2016. That's amazing. And then you decided to change the name to Sweet Melody. Yeah, I started messing around experimenting and then we had a fire pit at the at the house and it was january so it was one of those days where it was like 50 or, or upper 40s everybody puts the uggs on put out, yeah i put on the fire pit no uggs for me but you know <laughs> the fire pit was enough i was in sandals but the fire pit did enough and i and sitting around the fire pit with a sketch pad sketched out the little pint and sweet melody and an idea of how it would look like and uh I sent it to a friend to do a logo, and I was so happy with the logo, and here we are. So you're back into it. What was the first flavor you, you created? The guava cream cheese. No, that's not true. So the first thing I did was a passion fruit and basil sorbet just to see if I could. Um, and it was okay. It was pretty good. The, there was 
good amount of passion fruit, good amount of basil, a little too sweet. But um, I did that, and then I did a, a coconut one that my dad flipped flipped over. So I was like, hey, maybe this is not bad. <laughs> and then I started messing around a little more. And uh, but the first real sweet melody flavor I would say was the guava cream cheese. And like, so you know, you're a couple months into creating these flavors. Were you making money already? Uh, no, actually, it was it was a situation where I would literally have to sell three pints to go buy uh, two quarts of cream so that I can make more. Yeah. I mean, it was that small where, scale. Where were you selling them? I was selling them out of the back of my car, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> to friends. Social media really is 100% the reason why I have this business. I did everything through social media. Just, you know, blasting over and over uh, on my personal Instagram at the time because I didn't have a business one and on Facebook. Hey, I'm making these ice creams. Or at first I was just showing, hey, I just made this flavor. Sort of showing off my creations or whatever, as bad as they were yeah. or mediocre. And um, just cool. building the buzz. And then what I did was once they started getting better and better and I started studying more and learning more about the process, I, um, I friend requested... You know how that people you may know thing on Facebook? Yeah. I started friend requesting everybody that was in the food and beverage industry, yeah. which I already knew a lot of them from the bar, but I, you know, from the food side, I, I didn't know as many. Yeah. And I hit them all up, just this friend requests, just to, and believe it or not, I've actually made long lasting friendships out of that. That's awesome. Uh, not only working relationships, but friendships out of that. So that's definitely Facebook a, in a positive life. Yeah. No, there's so much positive about Facebook. I mean, there's, there's negative now. But there's so much positive about it, and I, I would recommend that to anyone. Um, there's people out there who are just going to shun you and be like, who's this guy? Leave yeah, me alone. True. But there are people who are going to actually be like, oh, that's cool. You know, if you present yourself in an, in an honest and real way and, uh, you know, you show passion for what you do, there's people out there who will actually care. 100%. I, had, I would write to chefs, and, you know, some of them pretty prominent. After, you know, a few months into it when I started, felt like I was – giving a good product, I would write to them and be like, hey, uh, I'm so-and-so and this is what I do. And would, if you'd like some really good ice cream made with <laughs> lots of passion, uh, I would love to have you try it. A lot of them didn't reply. Some of them did. I remember uh, Chef Nicole from, she was at Dirt at the time, and then she was at Winwood Yard. She replied and um, we made a connection and a couple of other people. And so, yeah, that's, what I still to this day DM people on Instagram. That's awesome. Say, so, yeah, hey, I'd like to work with you, and sometimes it, it works out. What uh, what would you say is makes your ice cream so much better than you know others out there, besides the flavors? Because I went on your website, and the flavors just like huge list, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, there's there's uh, ten signature flavors, and then the uh, the rest are just every flavor I've done over the years. Not all all of them, but most of them are there on the website because a lot of it's for catering. So when people call me for catering, they may want some of those other flavors. But um, I think what separates Sweet Melody is um, everything is made from scratch. So that's hard to find. You find that here in restaurants because they'll have a Some. pastry chef. Some. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm talking like yeah. mom and pop restaurants. Um, they'll have a, a pastry chef uh, that does everything from scratch. But that's on a restaurant scale. Yeah. So on a as far as an ice cream scale with production and wholesale and store – you know, we're making everything absolutely from scratch. So what 99% of the ice cream businesses do is they'll buy a mix from a dairy 
There's one in Tampa. There's an actually there's there's one in here in Boynton Beach too, and um, they'll flavor it. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, and the, the, a lot of them are very successful doing that. Yeah. But I started making making them from scratch, and I like the control you have making them from scratch. So I wasn't about to change this far into the game. Um, you know, there's certain flavors. Every ingredient is different, and it reacts with. You know, there's a lot of water and milk. It's a lot of scientific stuff, but there's there's different um, amounts of ingredients you have to put into each to to respect the ingredient and and give the best product possible. So I was gonna make sure that I kept it that way. So um, at my store, we're gonna have uh, a pasteurizer, with all these big charts and temperature recorders and everything. It's gonna look a little like weird science, but. <laughs> Um, will be the only ones, as far as the ice cream that I know, I could be wrong. So there is a store in the works. Yeah, it's about to open. Oh, where, to where open at? On Bird and 88th, right next to Mojo. Congratulations. Man. Thank you. That is amazing. Yeah, from, I mean, when I started, it was really, I was doing gigs on weekends so that I have money to pay like the FPL and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then every once in a while, I'd land a nice catering job and that would get me through. The The funny thing is, is that, Every single time I've been down to like, I'm not even kidding, like 27 cents in the bank, uh-huh. something will come. Some big job will come. And it's like, it's very serendipitous how ev- everything just wor- has worked out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I guess, if you have a good attitude and you work really hard, you want to believe that those things are happening because of that. So hopefully they are. I mean, and everything you've been through, I mean, it's. Yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot of personal stuff. Yeah. Um, and I used to get down about it, you know, but you have two choices, either do or don't. Mm-hmm. Everybody has stuff, you know, I've, I've so happened to have it all within than, a short yeah. period of time, but everybody's got stuff, either do or don't. And the best way to keeping busy is also great whenever you're having a trauma or mm-hmm. something in your life. I was so busy that I wasn't, I didn't have time to think about how broke I was. I was, you know. I luckily within four months of opening the business, I was in two restaurants, which was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool, and it, it's been slow and steady ever since. The last six months have really, since I got into Hard Rock, things have really shot up very quickly. That's amazing. Now you know you have a ton of flavors. You have like a failed experiment flavor that oh you, yeah you really love to figure out. You just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I've had several black garlic. Was one. Black garlic. Yeah, black garlic has it's very sweet, but it didn't translate as I wanted it to. Okay. That one didn't work out. Um what else? You have, do, what's your what's your favorite flavor? My favorite flavor that we do or of my signature permanent flavors would be um Elena's Heavenly Chocolate Cake, which is Elena was my ex who who passed away. She's it's her chocolate cake recipe, but the ice cream itself is a dark I brought you a sample of it. Amazing. It's a dark rich chocolate with um it's a Belgian chocolate. It's got coffee, brandy, all these things that elevate chocolate. So it's a very, very intense chocolate. And it's got cherries, roasted cherries, and then the cake, Elena's cake, which stays really soft even when frozen. So that's my favorite of the um, of the signature flavors, and my favorite that I've ever made is called Twisted Sista. Twisted Sista. Yeah, it's a pretzel-flavored ice cream with uh, dark chocolate-covered pretzels, and then it's got 
Ritz crackers with peanut butter inside, and then they're dipped in white chocolate. So it's a very awesome. salty, sweet <laughs> combo. You know, it's it's very uh, it's it's a nice late night kind of kind of flavor. But it's really salty, sweet. I love that. Would be my favorite all time flavor that I've made. And when we open the store, I'm gonna be sure to have it because. You got to have your favorite flavor on opening day, right? That's right. Besides, besides having, you know, you're getting the store. Is there somewhere that you would really love to see your ice cream in, like a restaurant or some kind of location? Oh well, yeah. I mean, right now I'm sort of. It still doesn't feel real because you know, a year ago I was still struggling pretty hard as far as the money and the equipment and everything, and and now, you know. Right down the street, a hard, I'm at Hard Rock Stadium yeah. to think, you know, I've been a Dolphins fan since I was six years old, you know, to think my ice cream is being served at their games. That's awesome. And now BB&T Center, and I just, it's, I'm so happy to just be where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I still can't process it. It doesn't feel real because I started in from such, yeah, you know. From, from literally the bottom. The bottom, yeah. So some people get loans, some people start. At zero, I started in debt, so I started backwards. But I, I said, look, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it as my side hustle. It's going to be I'm, permanent. Like, yeah, you have to. You have to. Because if not, you're not going to put in the time. You're not going to. They say it takes 10,000 hours to get really good at something. You're not going to put in your 10,000 hours. You're not going to have your failures that are going to make you better. You you got to do it. Um. So as far as that, any place that I could think of, Nothing off the top of my head. I mean, I I'd, I'd love to see myself in Whole Foods, you know, on the shelf. That'd be really cool. One day, man. One. Day. Yeah. Well, I'm actively working towards it. Actually, that's amazing. Well, I asked this question to all my guests. Um, it's kind of like whatever. If you were to walk out here, for example, right now, you find a lottery ticket on the floor worth ten million dollars. What's the first thing you do? <sighs> I'd uh, I'd buy the <laughs> Heart Radio building. Just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, if I found, you know what? I talked about this in the last podcast. I'm afraid of that because why I'm afraid of, I feel part of the reason why I've been able to succeed or, you know, but in my opinion, just hearing your story, it couldn't happen to a more deserving person. Well, thank you. You know, um, I just, I like, I like the struggle. I like, I mean, that's a, that's a. Maybe the struggle isn't the right word, but I like the process. I like um, achieving. You don't you you people might see or you might see as an easy way out in a sense. Yeah, I figure if if I had ten million dollars, well, I mean, I would buy a. I first I'd pay off my house, <laughs> and then I'd take my daughter on a vacation because we haven't had a vacation. Well, I haven't had a vacation in three and a half years, and you know, not that I'm complaining. There's people whose lives are really hard, but I'm, I'm pretty exhausted. I wouldn't mind having a vacation. <laughs> so I'd probably do that first. And then I'd buy a really big uh, production facility so that I can go all across the country. Now, where do you kind of see yourself and sweet melody in, in the next five years? Um, my goal in five years is to be doing large scale production. I just launched, uh, another project which is called The Scoop by Sweet Melody, and it's going to be a wholesale and concessions brand. So I'd like to see that brand doing concessions at a lot of the venues, sports venues, entertainment venues. And um, and I'd like to see Sweet Melody grow to a few stores. I don't necessarily see Sweet Melody as some sort of 
thing that it's craft. It's a craft ice cream. It's not for everyone. So, but I'd like to see a few stores locally. We actually have a second store that's going to open in about eight weeks also on Red Road and US1. Killing it, man. Uh, No, (laughs) it all happened fast after nothing happening for a very long time. But, um, uh, you know, that, a few stores locally, and, you know, I love to make my daughter the Wendy's of ice cream. That's why she's on the logo. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, she, she thinks she's famous, which is cool. <laughs> I said, you're not, you're not really famous, but maybe one day. One day. But she loves it nonetheless. She enjoys, obviously, what kid wouldn't enjoy seeing their, I mean, everywhere, the stickers all have her picture on it. The signs have her, the logo, the business cards, her picture's everywhere, which is kind of cool. It makes me feel very happy. More than anything else, that makes me happy. That's awesome. Well, Mike, thanks. I thank you for taking time out. Your story is amazing. Tell people how they can follow you and check you out. Yes. Well, uh, the best way to follow us is on Instagram, Sweet Melody Ice Cream. And um, we're, we're working on the website right now. You can find us. We're opening our store in a couple of weeks, 8870 Bird Road. And then the second store will be a few weeks after that, which will be uh, 6601 Southwest 57th Avenue. So basically the corner of Red Road and US1 with Mojo Donuts, who are our business partners. Um, and you can find us at uh, BB&T Center, Hard Rock Stadium, The Wharf. Um, you killing it, man. Okay. Daily, daily Bread. And uh, working on a local supermarket that I can't name yet, but it's going to be... That's going to be happening in the next few weeks also. Well, a lot of props to you. You're, Thank you. Uh, you're killing it. And uh, make sure you check out his ice cream because it's amazing. Thank you. A shout out to Mike from Sweet Melody Crafted Ice Cream for coming on the show. Make sure you go and support local business. He is doing some crazy stuff with ice cream and he's killing it. The ice cream. It's epic. It's amazing. You got to check it out. And I love supporting local businesses. So this is a business to support they get my stamp of approval on that and you can check them out at mojo donuts in westchester right now and you're definitely not going to be disappointed now it's no secret you guys know my love for the hala guys right well the hala guys is officially open in brickle at the new 1010 brickle building right on 10th street you know i talk about hala guys all the time i truly love hala guys and you know what in brickle they're open late as well so if you haven't gone to the Halal Guys in Miami and you live in the Brickell area, now's the time to try it out. You can enjoy the world-famous chicken and beef euro platter or sandwich. And you can't forget about their world-famous white and red sauces either. If you ask me, it's all about the sauce. The more white sauce, the better for me. But if you like spicy, then the red sauce is your best friend. You've seen your friends post about the Halal Guys on Instagram. Well, now you can enjoy this deliciousness for yourself. The Halal Guys in Brickell or the OG location in South Miami, 5966 South Dixie Highway. The Brickell location open late, so you know what that means. Go out with your friends, have a couple drinks, then go enjoy some Halal Guys. The South Miami location open late on the weekend as well. So you're ready to know. Go for lunch, dinner, or late night. Tell them that the foodie sent you. I love the Halal Guys. I know you're going to love them too. And a big shout out to the Halal Guys. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at the Halal Guys Miami. Let's continue the episode with some food news. Sedka Vodka is releasing a rosé-flavored vodka. Now, the vodka is made with 5% wine and is aimed to give both vodka and rosé fans a fresh take on their favorite drink. Now, you could expect vibrant fruit aromas and strawberry and pineapple flavors. Uh, The new flavor will be in stores by the end of the month. 
Valentine's Day, you know, right around the corner. And what would be better than an Oreo bouquet from Walmart? The cookie bouquet is made up of 19 large packages of Oreo cookies. It is topped with a big red bow and wrapped in cellophane. Now, you can get this at Walmart now for $71.99. In more Walmart news, new limited edition strawberry Twinkies are available for Valentine's Day. The limited edition Twinkies have a golden sponge cake with a creamy strawberry filling. And you can get a box right now that has 10 Twinkies for just under $3. Nesty Toll House now has a chocolate ice cream sandwich. The new ice cream sandwich consists of chocolate ice cream between two chocolate chip cookies. And you get a box right now that includes seven sandwiches at your favorite grocery store. BJ's now sells a 28-pound tub of pancake mix. That's right, pancake mix. It contains 276 servings, has over 444,000 calories, and lasts for about 10 years. You basically won't have to buy pancake mix again until 2029. The pancake mix is made from high-quality flour, and all you have to do is add water. You can get it for $62 at BJ's right now. Now, you know, Applebee's always has a new neighborhood drink of the month, right? Well, this month, it's Mardi Gras theme. The drink is a classic, a hurricane. You can get Applebee's $1 hurricane right now. It's served in a 10-ounce mug and has rum, passion fruit, orange, black cherry, and lime juices. The dollar hurricanes will be available until March 5th because, you know, February is just a short month. KFC is testing a fried chicken sandwich with Cheetos in the bun, and it has a new custom-made sauce by Frito-Lay. The sandwich is being tested in Virginia, North Carolina, and Georgia at the moment, but KFC does expect this to go nationwide sometime later this year. Food Porn of the Week. Just imagine for a second, before I tell you to check out the photo, soft scrambled local farm eggs toast. From the master Michael Beltran himself. You can find him at Ariette in Coconut Grove and the dish. It is a soft scrambled local farm egg toast. The photo was posted by at So FLA Foodie. So South Florida Foodie, but So FLA Foodie. And they take some amazing photos, really some of my favorite photos ever. And Ariette is a favorite of mine in Coconut Grove. And it's a favorite of theirs. And it's the soft scrambled local farm eggs. Uh, grated Parmesan cheese, shaved black truffle on the Sullivan Street bread. It looks so mouthwatering. This is definitely why I picked this this week. You need to see it for yourself. I just posted it on Instagram, at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And, of course, follow my friend, Sofla Foodie, S-O-F-L-A Foodie, on Instagram. And, of course, go support Ariette Miami in Coconut Grove. If you're coming into town, Michael is killing it over there, and the whole staff, you got to check it out. Uh, and if you do see some food porn that you think I should highlight every week on the show, make sure to tag me on Instagram at the foodie. And that's it. We're done. That wraps up episode number 13, season two of WTF Words Food presented by the Hala guys. You can listen to WTF Words Food wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, your favorite podcast app. You can listen to WTF Words of Food on there. My name is Nick. Thank you again for listening each and every week. Working on some big interviews for you during South Beach Wine and Food Festival weekend. Of course, follow me Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Foodie T H E F O O D E. If you prefer to listen to full episodes of WTF Words Food on the website, thefoodie.com, T H E F O O D, little dash, the letter E.com. Again, thank you for listening to WTF Words of Food presented by the Halal Guys. My name is Nick, and always remember to hashtag never stop eating.